What is going on, good people? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Normally that's DJ saying that. No, this time it's me. It's me. It's Mr. And oh no, sorry, wrong, wrong one. Adam here, Justin up top. Casey, I'm I'm just gonna call you by Casey because I refuse to I refuse to name what what your little thingy says there. That little thing. Jay, what's up, Dixie and, Norris? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Probably not the term you want to use for his name. True that. True that. True that. <laughs> also, there's there's DJ up there in the corner having some some uh, just testicle. Be I just mean, technically, to be in and out of this whole thing, but I will be back. I will uh, be in, back. Wait, in and out now. Come on now. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's calm down with that with that noise. <laughs> anyway, we. We are going to have a little discussion on the state of the business as a whole, <laughs> just like Nia Jax. But the state of the business in, in a broad sense, whether it be WWE, ROH, Impact, AEW, whatever comes to mind. And what, what we like, what we don't like right now, what we like to see in the future. Um, one thing that first pops to mind because I thought about this earlier, we did an episode on the Peacock deal. I don't know what was that about two weeks ago, give or take. And mm-hmm. part of me kind of thinks that I'm wondering if that is maybe slowly pushing towards them buying back their stock and getting just a nice big one lump sum. Because if I know Vince. If I know Vince, he wants to surpass UFC as the largest selling of of his of a stock or or a company. Like if it was, I think it was like what four billion dollars that Dana sold the UFC. If I know Vince, he wants for that to be four billion one dollar. So who knows? Because I don't know. There's been a few appearances from Vince where I'm thinking he needs to slowly just start to fade out. You know, I, we all know that he is not going to leave that chair until the day he takes his last breath. So I don't know. That is, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I've not seen or heard anything. I just just got that thought in the back of my head. But um, anything that you guys want to you know start off with, it could be from any company, WWE, and it could be from the various shows. I think... I think just in general as like a blanket kind of statement uh, regarding the state of the business, I think it's still, you know, hard to really say because at the end of the day, we still are in the midst of a pandemic. A lot of shows either can't have fans at all or can have only a certain amount. And that's really in a way hurting uh, the, the actual shows. I mean, they're still streaming and a a lot of, you know, companies now are making deals with streaming platforms, even like small, like I'm, I'm working an indie show in about two weeks and they made a deal with a small company that does live streaming uh, for fans to be able to watch the show. But it's, it's still not the same as being at the show. You know, you don't get that same energy from the crowd. The crowd doesn't get that same energy from watching on a screen. Um, so it's, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of losing money there still. It's, and 
I don't know. It's just hard to really say. Obviously, we can still talk about it. It's not like uh, oh, end of the episode. That's the state of the business. But uh, right, right. It, it is kind of still hard to really definitively say. You know, this is where this is going, or you know, this is on an upturn, or this is going down because we really don't know. Um, yeah, and different but, things are but, different. But, but, yeah, what sucks, like from my perspective, what sucks is. I know, especially I'll use WWE as an example. It sucks because some people, I think, do it out of habit. And I think they have been instructed in some cases to still do their do their pose, do their whatever. And then they're doing it to no one. And that, in return, is insulting to the viewer and for anybody that is in the Thunderdome. It's just yes, like like to me, you need to lose yourself in the actual competitive competitive atmosphere of being in a match where you're not thinking of the crowd. I mean, yes, you would in, internally. I think you do want to have do have that that imagination that there's still fifteen thousand people in the building that night, and it is. I I still I take nothing away from. From the performers, they're still busting their ass, which I, I applaud them. It's just I, the production, Vince, whomever, they're still trying to get them to like. Now I still want you to envision like there's fifteen thousand people out there, pal. It, it, it's just it's hard. It, yeah. it, it, well, it, it's very hard to obtain. And two, number one, I think if I had to describe it in one word, uh, I'd say oversaturated is the 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 main thing. Uh, but in terms of what the current discussion that we're having as of right now, in terms of like how the pandemic has affected wrestling and, and you know, that's kind of the current state that we're in. I think because there was a point and I, it's funny because Casey and I used to joke about this all the time, but there was a point where I would watch certain things on mute during wrestling shows and I would enjoy it more. But now it's like, it's almost like it's glorified on me on mute, but it's hard to watch. Um, and that's the weird part about it. Um, cause I would, cause I wouldn't catch something on commentary or something like that. In case we'd be like, you didn't hear that. And I was like, I watched that on mute. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd just be, he'd be like, well, you missed the best part. So, I mean, the, yeah, the, the pandemic has screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, and for wrestling, I think, and we've talked about it at length before, even more so because, there, I don't think there's any other sport in this world that needs a crowd more than wrestling does. Um, and I don't know if we realized it until it was gone. You know, they always t- say you don't know what you got until it's gone. And that, and we hated the fans, and we hated how smarky they were, and we hated the stupid chance they made up. But like now, we're like, I mean, I, I take a fight for every chance. And, and I mean, even when you watch NXT and you <coughs> see just a tiny little crowd, even just a little bit of of a real reaction it's nice right it's like nice to see even just that little bit even just uh, enough to kind of keep it organic and keep it not like just fake noise being pumped in right yeah but, enough um, yeah, enough yeah enough of a uh, just enough of an ambiance but yeah I, I did that when I was when they had crowds and whatnot, I would watch the shows on mute because I'd be either listening to a podcast and I threw the closed captions on while while the, like the wife would be asleep. Because again, I I do like the I I did it uh, for for the rumble. I mean, I I got the surround sound. I like to hear 
I like to hear that the ambient noise of the, of the crowd. And so you just said it. As much as we, like, the, the fans are almost a character of the show now, it's like, guys, like, you are not, you are not above the show. Yes, you paid your ticket. You can do what you want. But I tell you what, I will gladly, gladly take the smarky chance right now or the beach ball popping around. But I, yeah, because this doing this on your cam- this doing this on your camera screen. It's not being this is not this is that's not being a fan. Yeah, no. And I'll, I will say this: once crowds are allowed to come back, even if it be for one night or a short period of time. Those crowds are going to explode as if it was the nineties again. Or and it was going or to just be like yeah. people yeah. doing smarky things, you know, you know, just hopping in bed, you know, watching the show. Cause I, I seen that before. Like people like just, <laughs> just go to sleep. Like I see some weird things that happen. I mean, to to go back, because I don't know if anybody I don't know if there's any direction in this. I think we're just like, yeah, um, shooting at the hip here. But back to the oversaturation aspect of it. Um, cause that's kind of how I, how I feel about it. And I've been thinking about this since we said we were going to do it. Uh, and I don't know when the last time we did this type of video was, I'm almost certain NXT was on top of the world at that point, uh, as they have been for, for a little bit. <coughs> um, and I think it was before AEW, if I'm not mistaken, or I think AEW was just a thought the last time we did, uh, a say the business type video, but, um, but I mean, when I say oversaturated, everybody's overexposed in terms of like, we're seeing too much of them. There's too much on, there is too much on. I mean, like I remember at one point we were talking about how, Oh yeah, we're going to have wrestling every night. This is going to be great. And then we got it. And we're like, uh... <laughs> please. Like, it's like, I want to go back to my, I just want to have a normal life. You know, I, I don't want to be consumed. To, like, don't get me wrong. I love watching wrestling, but like, we have normal lives, also. We want to watch other things, either, you know. It's just, I mean, it's just well, like, and it's not the issue is some of it's just not good, or just it's yeah. like lacking, and like it's hard, like, like you can have, like I can love reality competition shows, but if one of them's good and then the rest of them absolutely suck, then it doesn't matter that they have them. And yeah. also, um, Adam, I want to go back to your like comment about Peacock and stuff. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, but Vince McMahon, he's a smart, you know, he's a smart businessman. You know, he's getting all these billion dollar deals everywhere. You know, he's a smart businessman. But I feel like, you know, when they have these, you know, billion dollar deals, I feel like that's gonna he's not gonna put as much into the booking the shows. Like it's just gonna be the shows are gonna get worse. Like these pay per views, like they're not going to put any effort into their pay per views, any booking or well, anything. Well, to, to kind of add to that, and I, and I, I have another point about the uh, oversaturation in just a second. But as far as that, like, and they're also, I believe, recently they just signed like, I think it was like twenty four or something new talents. Yeah, coming. I think this Wednesday or something, Tuesday or Wednesday to the performance center, like. You already have enough people that you're not using, that exactly. you're not doing anything with. I, and don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of guys on there that totally deserve it, that absolutely 100% deserve it. But if they're going to be signed and just not used, I don't want them to be signed at all. I would rather see you not be signed 
and stay on the indies and work and be seen than to be signed to a contract and then just never seen at all. I mean, yeah, yeah but the one the one part of part of that it's it's a it's a two headed monster because if it, let's take just throwing a name out there from the past, Miro like, or uh, Rusev, never I don't think he had done anything prior to coming to WWE. But he, you know, he had a look, and they really invested some time in him. And much like anything else, they fed him to John Cena, and he plummeted. Vladimir Putin. It is a, you, 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 you get a valuable, you get a valuable teaching of how to work, at, you know, for the cameras. But at the same time, you're still working WWE style. There are certain coaches that they have had. The the first to me the the, the best. Best, second best, third best, right off him, Dr. John Pritchard. He, he told you at least the fundamentals and basic psychology that if you left those people to their own devices, they can grow from that and not, not have this formulaic, watered down, saturated version of yourself. Because much like anything else, again, everybody is talking through the same filter, and that's Vince, which is another reason why. God, I wish I still thought I wish Dusty was still around because he had, it was still it, it was still WWE speak, but those some of those guys still presented it as if it was they were talking, which is why I like Adam Cole. But anyway, so that they are getting a valuable lesson. It is it is good, but they have hundreds of people signed, and none of them are ever gonna see the light of day. Well, and to, and to kind of add to that, I feel like in a way, and, you know, again, don't get me wrong, I, nothing but absolute, you know, respect to people who are just signed right to WWE, who don't have experience in the business before, you know, they just had the look, just had the charisma, whatever. More power to you. But I do think the guys that have worked <clears throat> in the business before and came from the indies have a little bit of an edge because... They know how to work the crowd. They know how to do these things. They know how to cut a promo. They know how to be themselves and not be a, a, a satch, you know, an oversaturated, watered down version of themselves. Like Adam Cole, he, like you said, he knows how to do it. So if, let's say, you have uh, a guy who came from the Indies and signed to WWE, and a guy who was just signed to the PC, you know, has no interest, no uh, experience. If both of them get released from WWE, the guy from the Indies is going to have a much better chance of still working and still being successful because he knows what it's like. The other guy just knows what WWE taught him, and what you know. And that's not always going to work. That's not going to work in a little, you know, uh, you know, mom and pop indie fed in you know Florida or in New York. You know, you have to be able to adapt and not just be like, oh, WWE, this is how WWE taught me. This is how I have to do it. No, you have to learn different ways. What would what would y'all say is, like, the problem? Because, and we ask this question a lot amongst fans. I ask it to some of my friends who are more casual guys. I ask it to people who kind of stepped away. Like, what? Like, what's the issue? Because I don't think, like, I think we all point to Raw, and we all say it's three hours. You can't write a three-hour show. 
It's possible. It, 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 it hasn't been terrible since it's been three hours. It's I, just recently, out of the past two, three, probably four years, been terrible. I think a lot of it is ju- it's just too robotic. Mm-hmm. Like like Adam says all the time, it's the same promo. It's the same match. It's the same opening segment. It's the same this, that, the other. And, and you know, uh, DJ and I used to joke about this all the time, how Raw used to open with the same opening segment. Exactly, you know? yeah. And then a tag team match to end the show. <laughs> yeah, like, it was the same show like, every single week. A 30-minute yeah. segment of it this, was, you know, this it talking. Was, it was cut and paste, the same exact thing every week. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like – because the crazy part is like we like we try to like bare bones it a little bit and say like okay it's it's just the main roster that sucks but then you watch smackdown and you can watch smackdown like you can really watch and enjoy smackdown there are things on smackdown that you can really watch and enjoy is there some stupid stuff yes but there's stupid stuff in in everything aw got stupid stuff there was stupid stuff in the attitude era but it was at least it was at least a, a, a melting pot of different things. Like, do you remember? And this, I'll even go back as far as Nitro. Do you remember when they just started the show with a match? Yeah. And not have Triple H come out for 20 goddamn minutes. It would be, here's here are the announcers. Here's what you're going to see tonight. And then, bam, right into a wrestling match. And sometimes if it's like, if it's a big star that's coming out. John Cena's coming out, The Rock, if you know, if you talk about whomever, if it's the major star that's going to present themselves out there, cool. But it was the same thing. It's like watching Family Feud. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter who the host is, I know what the fuck to expect. Ding, ding, top well, answers. Well, and two, like, I don't think it, I think it boils down to maybe a lack of huge stars, like superstars. But, like, I don't think we can really sit here and say that the WWE main roster doesn't have stars. Like, I, I talked to some, I don't know who it was, somebody who hadn't watched wrestling in a while. And they were like, is Seth Rollins still there? And I was like, Seth, like, don't get me wrong, like, Seth Rollins is great. I love Seth Rollins. But he wouldn't be the first person I would think, you know, he wouldn't be the first person that I'd be, that, that I would think anybody would pick out of a lineup, you know? So, well, I mean, I, think, I definitely think they're, I think they're stars. I think they're stars in WWE. I think, but I think sometimes, and fans struggle with this because we talked about how NXT uh, blows people away. Like we talked about how NXT kind of blows people away, even casual fans, even people who don't watch wrestling anymore. Um, even Rabbit, who I'll bring on here in a second, he was like, NXT is, I mean, well, this that was a good show. Side note to that, you know. And, and I saw I, I forgot the channel that was talking about it. Somebody on someone on YouTube was talking about the fact that WWE has kind of screwed themselves long term because they haven't really booked or, or pushed that next big, like big big star. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like like you can like, get like you they, get like a John Cena if they find that next Cena. That will, and they and they they have these guys. They have yeah, these yeah. guys that they could make. But they aren't pushing them like they rest on their laurels and not, they not don't the laurels. They don't have their future Cena. They don't well, they have their those guys, but they're not pushing their future Cena. They're not pushing their future rock. They're not pushing their future Austin. They're not pushing the guys that need to 
Because like we've, we've always said, those guys aren't going to be there forever. Cena's not going to be there forever. You know, you got you to gotta think for the future. You know, not just, oh, what's making money now? What's going to make us money in 15 years? What's going to make us money, you know, when, you know, little Timmy is, you know, 20 and looks back on, you know, when he was a kid? But yeah. I'm going to say, I like what they've been doing with the Roman Reigns, you know, ever since they treated him heel. Yes. Yes. And I think that's one of the positive things that came out of this pandemic a little bit, you know. Yeah. They're like, oh, we need to take risks with some things. Like, maybe if they had this, you know, 10 years ago, because they always had the thought of turning Cena heel and stuff. So if they had something like a pandemic, like t- 10, 12 years ago, I feel like they could have turned, you know, Cena heel or something. But, yeah, I think this was the really only good thing that really came out of this, you know, churning Reigns heel. That's but it. My, we need more pandemics. That's what it is. <laughs> but my, <laughs> thing is my, my thing is this. Why does somebody have to be like, I I can think of the last person that I was like, oh, that was a really cool face. I tell you, man, that face, man, it, I well, love that guy. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's the problem. That is that is a gigantic problem. And, and look, I understand everything involves every. 10, 15 years or so, there is a new wave of fan. And I back in the day, they did try to mirror things that were happening in society. But above all else, if you are still saying that you are telling stories, you have to have an antagonist and you have to have a protagonist. Now, yes, they always say, they always say, let the fans decide. But when everybody does the same damn move, nobody works like a heel, and they, do, they never get a baby face over, you, they, constantly, they constantly bury anybody that they are trying to make face. And, and yes, they do have stars. I, I'm, not, I'm not degrading anybody in, in that sense. My, my thing is, again, going back to storytelling, it still comes down to give give me a bad guy, give me a good guy. Slap me in the face with it. Because, hey, the Avengers, the Marvel movies, those are one of the biggest things out right now. Clear-cut good guys, clear-cut bad guys. I know who to root for. And I know like, everybody, everybody's a tweener. Everybody's like, no, no, it's... It all comes down to you want the you want the people to believe in said person, like someone that you want to push as a baby face. And and the pro- one of the problems with the business and with that aspect is everybody wants to be that you know badass heel, but also everyone wants to be cheered, and you can't. You can't. Well, that, that, everybody wants to sell merch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's a good side hustle, and I'm I'm, I'm so. I am so sick of that. Uh, above all else, and this is what I was gonna, what I was getting to. Uh, you know, across the board, everybody, everybody is viewed in Vince's eyes. Is supposed to be viewed as an equal. This is, this is the business. The business is doing this. Top guys face top guys. The people in the middle are always going to stay in the middle, and the other guys are always going to be on the pre-show, pre-show, or always going to be on main event. This ha- is how the system is supposed to be. When the guy is guy is the top guy, quote unquote. Once he gets beat, you got to knock him down to either the middle 
or have them start over. Let them go away and, as JR would say, learn a new hold. And no, we don't have the territory system, but like, you know, get them off TV for a little bit. You know, let, make me miss you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or well, like, cause it's all, it's almost like a demotion when somebody go like now the way that the, the way that this book, it's almost like a demotion to go after the IC title or the U S title or well, that, us. I've been good. Or it's like we, us marks, we have to beg, you know, beg for to be, have somebody put in the main event picture, you know, like say like a Kofi Kingston, for example, or like a Dana Bryan. Cause like, exactly. Because yeah. if we weren't begging to have them in the main event picture, they probably would, they would be still treading in the in the mid card division. Right, right. Uh, real quick, Rabbit, what's up? What it do? Well, welcome in, man. Welcome in. Uh, th- if anybody don't know, this is Rabbit Jones from the Third Perspective Podcast. What you, what you say? What's the tagline over there? The number one podcast. In, what is it? What is you it? know in the DMV? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Dixie? <laughs> Dixie Normas, how you doing? Hey, brother, I'm coming from a whole different perspective, right? Because I ain't been watching for like almost two years now. What but makes you perfect. watch? Like that's what I like. That that's what I'm curious about. Like when you when you think about it, you're like you're like you know what? I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch wrestling. What makes you what makes you watch it? Like my whole thing is I I got that itch where. I was always in the wrestling. I was like, like he said, Mark. It was just always in the wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Until it got too bland for me. So that's when I switched to WCW, you know what I'm saying? But once WCW left, I switched to TN, TNA because it was more authentic wrestling going on. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't like all the extra commercial stuff. Y'all know that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like all that. I like the wrestling thing. So TNA was giving that more. You know what I'm saying? So it brought me back into wrestling. But that itch I had, you know what I'm saying? When I was back with the WWE before, before I mean WWF before it was WWE. So I had that itch again when TNA came back. So once TNA left, I lost it. You know what I'm saying? So now when it come back, now it's back, I haven't been able to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? But have you been first, watching have you been watching a little bit of AEW, like seeing some stuff like you know, having well, Sting, since having Sting over I'm there? To, I was just about to say the state I don't know the state of wrestling, you see what I'm saying? But I know where it was when I stopped watching it two years ago. And compared to where it was then, it's way more accessible, put it like that. You got more, like I turned TN, TNT and watched wrestling now. I was begging for that. Y'all remember that? I was wishing uh, it was going 10. That was the main channel I wanted wrestling on. You know what I'm saying? I look at it, got it right there after I leave. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm thinking about to come back in. I, I, I like the uh, TNA. I've been watching some of the highlights of TNA. So I think I might start watching TNA again. I'm hoping that I don't be wasting my time, DJ. <laughs> I, I don't well, think, and, and we, uh, Justin and I have talked about this because we we kind of only two that watch TNA here uh, in, in this particular panel. But uh, TNA is good and it's bad. Like like he's got his on days and his off days. Um, and I think too that biggest issue with TNA and and it's with everything right now is the the pandemic is hurting them. They can put on some great matches, but I can't get into them because I'm, I'm missing the crowd. I'm missing some sort of reaction. Okay. Well, and for me, it's like, and, and you, Jenna, have talked about this too. They they grabbed me sometimes. Like when Motor City Machine Guns came back, they grabbed me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. This is awesome. 
Uh, my boys right there, boy. They, they are one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I, I love them. But TNA didn't keep me. They didn't keep me in there. They didn't keep me interested. They didn't keep me invested. It's like they have little peaks where it's like, oh, something new. It'll get me interested for a while, but it'll really, it'll very quickly get stale again. Or so if, I was coming, if I was coming from a whole nother world, right? A wrestling world. And I was coming here and y'all, I was be like, where's wrestling at? You know what I'm saying? I'll be geek for wrestling come come from a world of wrestling, right? What would the channel y'all take me to? ASAP. If y'all know I love wrestling, y'all know DJ. I, don't know all that extra I, I would say, I would, I would definitely say NXT. I'll take you to NXT definitely because that's really like a lot of the pure wrestling or Ring Ring of Honor, for example. That's another one. Yes. Yeah. Well, we talked yes. about it before. Like it's the it's the simplicity of it. Um, you know, that's a lot of what the main roster is missing. Just simple storyline. Like it, you can have a complicated storyline here and there, but like. There needs to be a beginning. There needs to be an end, and there don't need to be no craziness in between. Also, <laughs> AEW being, go ahead. Perfect example. You don't need an I'm fucking pregnant storyline. No, I think she actually. I think she actually is pregnant though. I don't care. I Are don't. Care. I, yeah. yeah, I I don't yeah. care. That is, I don't. Need is Ric Flair the father though? <laughs> like again, yeah. like 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 uh, like Adam was saying, give me a face, give me a heel, give me a reason. The illegitimate son. Like give you know, don't give me oh she's pregnant. I'm and I'm I'm stealing your dad and your dad. Like, so well, you don't think the the writing and booking that have nothing to do with that? I think in a lot of companies, there's just too much, too many, like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I feel like. yes, yes. And we've like, seen this, we've seen this storyline so many times. They go like, "Oh yeah, they're pregnant." Yeah, yeah. We've seen that so many times. Like, this is something we've seen ruthless aggression, or you know, add to there even. Well, no, well everything doesn't have to be turned into a storyline either. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just say she's pregnant and take her off TV. In the Attitude Era, they did a angle like that where Marlena got knocked off the apron and she had a miscarriage. It's like, how did that sell one more ticket? How did that get one more rating? It's besides make a lot of people uncomfortable. And because if because you know again, if it's legit, that's horrible. And you know, and they they worked it. He goes, now it's that that's just in bad taste. Now I'm not necessarily oversensitive, but it's like, what did that add to the show? And it's like, oh, I'm not going to be running my TV to see if she actually did have a miscarriage. I don't care at that point. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, going back to, you know, what would suit you as, like, a, as a rabbit would say, a pure wrestling fan. Like, the thing, like, like, like we were saying before, like, the thing about NXT is, like, I mean, just go back to that takeover and look at the storylines from that takeover. Right? Like, Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. I want the NXT title. It was so simple. So simple. I want the NXT title. I, I want to be at the top of. I want to be at the top of this brand. That's about it. That's about. That was about the gist of it. The Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Both of them. I want that trophy. That trophy means something. I want that trophy. Well, that, and, that's the gist of it. Koshida and uh, John Gargano. And for saying. and for me, you know, like like DJ just said, for me, it's like give me a tournament. Mm-hmm. Give me a tournament. Give me King of the Ring. Give me the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. 
Yeah, and that's why that's why I also point at NJPW. I mean, but that's kind of hard to watch everything. But they they're really good at doing tournaments over there. Well, and two, when you look at it, even the stuff that's a little outlandish, right? Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes, right? It was a little bit more than just "I'm better than you, you're better than me." Let's go, let's go fight. Yeah, but that's been like right? the eighth kidnapping in the last two weeks. <laughs> but like with that. If you can put it in sparingly and make it make sense, like if you can put it in sparingly and let it be funny, let like I think comedy has its you know it has its place, but like not everything needs to be like a a glorified joke. Um, same thing with uh, going to like Bray, like the Bray and Braun thing, Bray and anything that Bray does, right? It's not your typical just I'm better than you. We're gonna go fight in the ring, like but but there's like a there's a backstory to it. There's like inner workings within it that need that like you you need like you have to watch to understand. And that's okay. I'm cool with that. Right? I'm cool with the Sting storylines. I'm cool with Taker storylines. Right? But not everything needs to be that. Not everything needs to be this outlandish, whoa, you gotta shock me type deal. <laughs> I, I I have two quick points to add. One with like the you know comedy whatever. I think every promotion has you know kind of has their you know their monster character. Every promotion can have their comedy character and you know and have it work. You know it 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 doesn't have to be every segment, but you have your comedy segment with your comedy guy. You have your segment with your monster who just kills everybody. That thing. When it's every single match, when you're trying to be comedy or funny or trying to just destroy everybody, it gets it gets boring, and, and you know it's like, come on, guys, come on. Um, or take take AEW for example, like them putting on like all these tag team matches, you know, flipping all over out, flipping outside the ring, doing all these crazy things. Like every single week, we have so many tag team matches. I mean, it just gets to a point where like, okay, what what else you got up your sleeve? Like, do something else. Yeah, like, AEW has had street fights. They've had ladder matches, last man standing matches on their show. Save that stuff for a for the pay per view. Pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and I also I and you know you you have to you can't you have, you have to take this into consideration. And we say it about AEW fans all the time. The fans a lot of the times are the issue. They always, you know, they're the ones who want the 47 suicide dives for per show. They're the ones who want these, you know, and, and it's like, you're, you're just, ma- you're, you're making, you know, it worse for the future of the business. Like, stop. You know, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's fun to see somebody do a dive here and there, but not every match. You know, it's it's fun to have one or two matches that you know are just weird or goofy or whatever. Okay, that's fine. Not every match. There's a reason why the cruiserweight matches and and on Nitro were special because you knew you weren't going to see three more matches of that in the night. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, well, I think I think it had the basis of just normal wrestling, and then had some of this stuff sprinkled around. Yeah. Well, you you got a normal flow of wrestling, then you oh that's funny. Then go back to wrestling. You know what I'm saying? 
But I think you could be funny without it being the storyline or nothing. Like uh like the bushwhackers or remember uh like uh they be funny, you ain't gotta put no storylines or nothing in it. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny. There's some people you can just if they do their characters right, you don't have to write storylines for them to make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just right. their character. Well, I think too, like I think there's a certain lack of uh not well, I, I we probably would say lack of credibility. Um, you know, because like think about like with the attitude era, uh, and even the ruthless aggression era, like everything felt like it was so credible, right? Yes. Like everything felt like it, like it felt like they was really out here going for this true prize. Um, you know, and, and and it's not even the fact of it being scripted or us finding out that it was scripted, even after that, you know, I mean, even to this day. Um, you know, we still love it for some, you know, for some crazy reason. It's like we get into this whole, uh, we get into this movie of it and we have to watch it. We have to see like, okay, what's next? Like, like. And and I don't even think, you know, it being scripted should even be, you know, part of the conversation anymore. Because we've known this for 30 plus years. <laughs> fans, have known, fans have known it's been a work since the 30s. Yeah, that's not really the issue. Yeah. yeah, it's just the entertaining part is the issue. You have to be able to. You have to be able to forget that. You have yeah. to be able to kind of you know Suspect get your disbelief. Yeah, yeah. think about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like the lack of credibility doesn't come doesn't necessarily even come from it being scripted. The lack of credibility is is comes back to the writing of it. We talked. We 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 were talking about yesterday um, during the the takeover review. Like, what make what makes me want to watch NXT, right? Like, like if I'm a casual fan, what's gonna make me want to watch NXT? Well, Edge wins the Royal Rumble. We know who Edge is. He tweets that, "Hey, I might go down to NXT," and him even just looking at the NXT title a certain way makes us say, "Dang, the NXT title must be, it must be pretty important. That yeah. must be pretty important if the Royal Rumble winner is is even." In in the conversation of even thinking about it, he's even considering it. Um, and it comes back to, to Impact. Like, Impact working with AEW, which has been fine, but at the same time, AEW has been burying them like idiots. And Impact has allowed it like idiots. But, um, Sounds familiar. <laughs> and again, and again, you know, it goes back to the problem with the, the fans. Uh, you know, you talk about, and we've talked about this before, Edge went over an hour in the Rumble, and AEW fans were like, oh, WWE only, you know, has their part-timers. <sighs> Meanwhile, Sting comes out in AEW and comes out to the ring for a promo and doesn't do anything, and they're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Edge just was in the Rumble for over an hour, and you're saying, oh, he's just a part-timer. But Sting literally does the bare minimum. Doesn't even get into full character. It's Steve Borden cosplaying as what he used yes. to be. It's yes. not even Sting. And you're saying it's the greatest thing in the world. Thanks. Stop. And there's Stop. a reason why. There's a reason why he didn't cut a promo a lot when he became the crow. Sting was the most over character in the business. And he didn't say a freaking word. Because the fans believed in what his role was. I'm not with the NWO. I am not with WCW. All I know is I want Hulk 
Hogan. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like with with the whole AEW impact thing. And New Japan if, also in there. Yeah. Well, if if people feel like if people have their tiers of where AEW is, AEW is better than, than Impact. New Japan is better than Impact. Well, all all Okada's got to do is say, or whatever, you all, know. All, all Okada's got to do is come in there and say, hey, that, that title looked pretty nice. I'd like to add that to my collection. Same thing, same thing with uh same thing with Kenny Omega. They don't even got, I mean, and you can have that match if you want to, blah, 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 blah. But it's it's more so the 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 principle of it, um, and it it brings me back to that time when when Lashley was going after every title. Lashley was the world champion, and he's like, "Hey, that I want that X Division championship," and like that, and it doesn't seem like maybe that it should, but it does because when your top guy, your top guy is going after the mid card title or the or what we view as the mid-card title, then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, maybe that title could be a top guy title. I got I gotta I gotta see more of what this X Division's about. Also, another sidebar, again, under the fans. Can we stop focusing so much on oh, is so and so gonna come to this company or come to that company? Can we stop focusing on who's not in this company and more focus on who is in the company? Right. Like, can we stop being like, ooh, is Okada coming to WWE? Ooh, is Okada going to come to AEW? Ooh, is o- Okada, focus on where he is right now and focus right. on who's in WWE. Focus on who's in AEW. Okada, Kazuchika. Like, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but stop focusing on who's, you know, coming. Focus on like- who's or like Jay White, yeah. you know, because I heard rumors like, "Oh, Jay White's going WWE." Like, no, no, no. Like, like, these are all rumors here. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. It gets so annoying, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so done with the is you know, CM Punk's coming back. No, he's not. He's stop. never coming back. Never. Just, stop. Just stop. I, now. I'm a, I don't know. You do to that. I, I, <laughs> I, I would, I would venture to guess that he is not done. Uh, that's that's now, all I will say. Now I don't I don't know how close to the end of, of this typical discussion that we're on. You know, I don't know how, how close to the end we are, but I do want to ask this question. And this can be the final question if we want it to be, or we can keep going. Um, but I do want to ask, in your opinion, what is the state of the business? Right? If you had to use one word and explain it, or if you just want to explain it in an entire dissertation, uh, 10 page essay, <laughs> like what is the state of the business right now? I've already said oversaturated. Um, and I may have more uh, after I hear you guys, but I'm curious to hear everybody's kind of thoughts on it. And 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 we're talking from from WWE all the way to Ring of Honor, and that's not me tearing anything. That's just me naming random companies. Uh, Impact, New Japan, just wrestling as a whole. Well, we'll get back if we were to say like when we was talking about the authenticity, authentic of the. Uh, of the wrestling business, right? When people look at it, we know that it's scripted, but we want to get into it, right? The only way that will work is people don't really care about it too much and none of that, but this will make it work. Kayfabe is real, real important, right? So the average person that's sitting there watching, it got to look realistic. It have to, you know what I'm saying? So 
You can't just be lazy with none of your moves. You can't can't be botching. You just can't do it. You know, it don't it don't matter it don't matter how fake Batman's moves were that he was doing. I'm into them. Exactly. Exactly. You just gotta make it look realistic. It, I just can't watch wrestling where everybody's just lazy. Don't nobody want to go through nothing. The person don't want to take. Don't want to put this other person over. All that stuff's unnecessary. All that stuff together makes a better match, whether they know it or not. Whether you making a pin or not, you can still make this match good, even if you lose. You know what I'm saying? It just I don't. It gets to the point where everybody got to be the one to do it. You know what I'm saying? And not worrying about the other person and getting them over. Because most of the like you watch Hogan, most of his matches is getting the other person over. You know what I'm saying? Taking their punches, taking their their uh, moves, and then doing his little thing at the end after they finish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's more of you, him getting them over. Him, you hitting him and he acting like he about to die. You know what I'm saying? Because you just hit him in the throat or something. You know what I'm saying? You got to be realistic with it. even the top dogs like Hogan. He he looked realistic when he get in there every time. You know what I'm saying? Even The Rock. I don't like The Rock, but he tries best to look realistic when you hit them in there that. You got to look realistic. K-Fab, K-Fab is real important. I don't know how y'all feel about K-Fab. And that might go to the state of the whole business, too. And also kind of on that note, a lot of times, like, you know, say you're in, you know, a certain level of the wrestling business. The next level up, those companies, a lot of times are looking at the guys that are selling for the, you know, the face. Exactly. They want to know that, you know, if they bring you in and they put you, you know, if you get a a tryout match with WWE and they put you in in a ring with whoever, they want to know that you're going to be able to sell for them and put them over. Exactly. Because it's not always about you. Yes, you might get to that point. You might get to the point where you're the top star. You have to work from, you have to work from the bottom. It doesn't matter. You might be the big fish in your pond. There's always a bigger pond. There's always going to be somebody that you have to sell for, that you have to, you know, put over. You're not going to be the one always getting, you know, being put over. And just in general, for the, you know, state of the business, I still think, I think it's still recovering. I think, you know, again, we're, again, we're still in the pandemic. We are still, still most places can't can have either a certain percentage of fans or no fans um just depending on where you are and that is that's still you know we gotta take it slow we gotta you we gotta wait until this whole thing blows over um and having huge shows is not gonna help that it's, i mean what's the biggest amount of people they have in, in these shows uh I think well and, and not not even just wrestling. Let's let's talk about the, the Super Bowl. They no, have, I like, Super Bowl team still put like twenty thousand was at the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And I, for wrestling, I mean that's a lot, ain't it? Well yeah, they're spread is, out in a big in a big stadium. They're they're spread out there. But yeah. uh, still you could uh, there still could be, you know, this Things could still get spread. COVID could still mm-hmm. get spread. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, just because you know, that doesn't mean people are going to stay apart from each other. You know, like 
<laughs> I'm just thinking it should have been ways they could think around this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think the NWA, I mean, NWA, <laughs> I think NBA did a good job of working around yeah. the situation. You know what I'm saying? I think NBA did the best out of any, you know. And I think yeah. wrestling should have been easier because you basically more on TV, really, anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it should have been easy for wrestling to move around this. And then bigger shows could have been in the football field. You know what I'm saying? With the, uh, the, the screens up there and all that stuff. I don't no. know. They could have thought through way better than what they're doing right now. I know that. Yeah. Y'all be watching a lot. I don't know. I, I mean, I think like WWE could do something like that. AEW could do like a stadium show. Um, but not every promotion, unfortunately, is going to be able to do that. You know, uh, Impact isn't necessarily going to be able to do that. Um, Ring of Honor isn't necessarily going to be able to do that. Uh, small indie promotions obviously aren't going to be able to do that, and they still need to. You know, those guys are still trying to work too. I mean, it, you know, me and DJ even talked about this before. You know, with like, trying to bring a crowd out, like have bringing out the roster you know that can help spice up things also you know just have the roster around the ring you know ringside you know kind of cheering hooting and hollering so, like, some, some like local indie guys yeah if you're worried about the spread yeah and, I, and, I, and we yeah justin we said that a couple of times if you're worried about the spread number one um have your roster tested when they come in uh, or uh how you know however you got to do it uh to make it work and have them around the ring, have 10, 15, whatever, enough to just have a, you know, organic sound there. Um, in terms of, like, indie guys, I still think it's the same, you know, same aspect. Uh, you know, if you're worried about the spread once again, have them tested. And, I mean, shoot, I feel like some indie guys will come in for free to, to, be, a, to be a fan. To be on you TV, know? absolutely. Yeah, to be on TV, to rub elbows with some of those WWE guys. I think they'd be okay. <laughs> I think they'd be completely CRO fine. Mally is not going to get on TV concert. <laughs> the only, the only spread, the, the thing is, the only spread that the Chiefs were worried about was the score. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I heard spread, and I thought, oh, <laughs> I mean, the only spread that. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans are worried about is, you know, that super spreader. That they oh, super spreader. I, I think the only thing they're worried about is uh, that win that they got over the Chiefs. I thought, I thought they know, were worried I wish, about uh, I wish, a couple more rings on the fingers spreading. Like, spread you know, I wish, I wish I t- when Tom Brady threw the, you know, we're talking about a little football here, you know, because we're talking about both things, you know, wrestling and football. Uh, but I wish Tom Brady when he threw that um, when he threw the champion um, when he threw the Lombardi Trophy to the other boat. I wish they would have dropped in the water. I would have freaking laughed. Hey, what, what y'all <laughs> think? What you think about him throwing the trophy? That ain't no problem to y'all. I guess I wish he would have dropped it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. It didn't necessarily, it didn't necessarily bother me. I, I thought it was. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent. Like I wouldn't have done that. I would have had the panic attacks of panic attacks if I let them yeah, yeah. fall into the water. But they were drunk enough; they'd have been like, "Oh, guys, we got to go to the bottom of the sea." Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I have too much of a problem with it, but that's probably just because it's Tom. Like, I think yeah, I'll yeah. give Tom a pass. 
<laughs> I think it's Tom Brady. He could have done what he could have, you know, smashed it and they would have been like, ah, it's Tom. We'll just make it. Tom, we, we got another one. We'll just make a new one. <laughs> we don't have so many. Let's just use one of the other six you got. Come on, just sit there. Yeah. 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 He the only one that didn't get. There's so many of them. You just let, let him have <laughs> it. Everybody else having a heart attack the whole time in the edge. <laughs> Adam, uh, what, what was your uh, state of the business in not well, 140 I, characters or less? But <laughs> you know, like, well, you know, it's you know, I, I always try to go that route and never happens. But um, really, just one thing, one thing that man that you had brought up earlier that how you were on WWF a lot and then it got stale. And then you went to TNT and WCW, which goes into my point. There is of all these of all these companies right now, there's no competition. Regardless what anybody says, WCW forced WWF's hand to get better. Mm-hmm. Now, even with AEW going against NXT, there's nobody's trying. They're exactly. trying to. The, the fans' perception. I mean, yeah, the AW the AW raids are slightly higher, you know, than NXT. Yeah, and that's and that's my that's my that's my issue with both both brands, their fans attacking each other. When I hear somebody slander WWF, you know, a WWF fan, I, it's just like just worry, watch AEW and enjoy it. Okay, and again, mm-hmm. this it's subjective. Nobody's right or wrong, but my thing is with to put it out there to AEW fans. When you're when I hear stuff on Twitter, especially ah, oh, in five years AEW's gonna own WWF's library and and blah blah blah. Time, have you guys ever known who Vince McMahon is? Okay, like, like you are not defeating that man. And did I mention he just got a billion? With a B, a billion. B, B, B. Have the B there. Well, so, <laughs> real, real quick, real quick. The, the only thing I'll say is, is that like you guys are making it seem like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You, you're not. You're you're attributing to the niche fan. These people are already going to watch. What are you doing to garner in new fans? Right, and that's why I've said, and that that's the same with like all these companies because they're not bringing new fans in right now. Yeah, they're just appeasing to the ones that are already watching, and that's the problem. But no competition, oversaturation. They need to eliminate the Hollywood writers because they write for people. They're acting like, but look, these people do not talk this way in real life. Don't talk to me as a child. Get get that eighteen to. 18 to 49 male demographic again. Make me believe. Well, and the thing is, too, uh, like, AEW fans try their best to be like, we beat NXT. But in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. And by 10,000 viewers. At the end of the day, like you said, there's no competition. There's no real competition. And in order for there to actually be competition... Both companies have to recognize that the other is there. I'm sorry, AEW, but to WWE, you're still a little gnat that they haven't even noticed yet, I don't think. Well, well, and that's the thing. Like, AEW is competing with NXT, not the main roster. 
Like right. that's the issue. Like if you're competing with the main roster, then then Vince is like, "Hey, pal, we got." As Adam would say, you know, we gotta like, Goddamn, pal. <laughs> we we gotta do something now because that's what WCW did. WCW competed with the main roster because, of course, there was nothing else to compete with. But well, WCW when, competed with the main roster. Yeah, well, not only that, whatever. There was a reason why the NWO angle at first was believable. My God. Razor and Diesel, they're coming to WCW and they're going to fuck with those guys. We believe this. You understand because Diesel was Oz and Vinny Vegas before and Razor was the diamond stud. They're like, you guys treat us like dog shit. Now we're coming back to stick it to you. That was believable. And they felt separate. They didn't feel like they were part of WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have another... Uh question for you guys but i'll let uh i think uh justin still has to give his did he give his no i haven't state of the business and also there's another thing i want to add you know like aw you know like during the summertime they were saying you know or like mjf or like chris jerry was saying oh yeah you know we're in a ratings ratings war right now well, NXT wasn't acknowledging anything about that you know they're like yeah you guys are just a little gnat here you know like we don't we don't like it didn't matter anything anything to them. I mean, just because like they're winning by like a couple thousand extra viewers, like they're not like the company right now. Like all these companies, they're like you said, they aren't doing like anything to spice up anything to bring new viewers in. And I definitely agree with DJ. You know, it's it's really oversaturated right now. It's like copy and paste. Like do do the same matches, do same promos, like on every single show. And there's way too much wrestling out here. And like like you said, DJ, um, you know, we got into, you know, like a few years ago when they said, oh, yeah, wrestling every night. Yeah, this could be awesome. But go like, oh, no, no, I, hey, I just no, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a good example. Tony Schiavone, b- before he got back into uh, announcing, he announced baseball games for the minor league team for the Atlanta Braves. And he goes, man, when. August or August, April would come around and the season would start. Man, I was gung-ho and ready to call some baseball games. Come August, I don't want to see a fucking pitch again. I'm ready for this shit to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think, too, and I know, Casey, you got another point, but, like, I think, too, about us, what, when, I, when I say when I say that it doesn't matter, what I, what I mean by that is – AEW is not technically competing with WWE if they're only competing with NXT. Because NXT is not the cream of the crop, supposedly, for what WWE promotes and books and wants everybody to, to look to the top. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And that's <laughs> exactly. why I feel like when and that's why I feel like when the whole um, you know Peacock thing comes out. That they should just move NXT to like, um, you know, Peacock exclusive, you know, to get more people to get on there. Because, like I said, there's really not much of a war going on right there right now, or like having different nights or something. Because there, there yeah, ain't but, much really. But it, it, people aren't gonna the, casual fans aren't going to go out of their way to go on to Peacock to watch NXT or WWE in general. Mm-hmm. That, that's my issue with the Peacock deal. Is like you're not going to get the casual fans if they're not already trying to find you or stop. They're not going to go out of their way to be like, "Oh, let's go to Peacock and watch," you know, <laughs> WWE. 
Well, shoot, I think that's the importance of, uh, and, and it's funny because Rabbit always brings this point up, uh, and we're always like, is there an importance to TV anymore? But I think that is the importance of it, right? In a way, the importance of it is the fact that I still may tune through some channels, go through some channels, and I just might happen to find AEW or NXT or Raw or SmackDown and sit down for a second and say, do I really want to watch this or do I not? Whereas the one thing about on-demand services is it's so uh, customer-based. It it matches you with what you're interested in, and if it ain't wrestling, you ain't going to find it. Or say they have, well, you know, somebody, you know, who has, you know, say they have Peacock or something, okay? And they're just, you know, they're just scrolling through. They they used to be wrestling fans, and they see, like, a big promo thing that, like, you know, things scrolling at the top. They see Undertaker there. Like, oh, yeah, I used to, you know, like Undertaker. I like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. They're like, oh, but maybe I should. Documentary- but that's the thing. If it's a documentary, they might watch it. But I don't I don't see somebody being, like, you, they see like, my oh, personal Wrestle, opinion. They go like, oh, yeah. WrestleMania is around oh, the corner. Exactly. Like, like, oh, my personal opinion is I don't see anybody being like, being like, oh, cool, The Undertaker. Oh, well, oh, you want me to watch SmackDown this week? Oh, heck no. I don't see. I just don't see it happening. And and mm-hmm. even for the casual fan just flipping through channels, you have to be able to grab them and make them want to stop on your channel. And there's nothing in WWE that's really doing that right now. Like, if I'm scrolling through, there's a very small chance that there's going to be something on there that's going to stop me and be like, oh, I got to watch this. Unless it's like Alexa Bliss. I will stop anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or Sasha's entrance. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, But anyway, um, (laughs) the point that I was going to make before – First of all, you know, just in general with like promos, you know, the the general idea is like you're supposed to put yourself over but not completely bury your opponent because at the end of the day, if I say – like say if I have a match with Adam and I say, you know, you're the worst wrestler ever, you suck, and then he beats me, that makes me – lost to a loser. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But <laughs> with that, did you guys see the Bow Wow tweet that he put out where he basically yeah. the entire roster saying, oh, I have 70K, you only have 50K. I'm trying to help you out, kid. That is the worst thing you could have done. You just buried the entire fucking roster. The, what? Who's, no, that's like, what I'm saying. It, like, well, it, to me, it goes the same thing with the back to the AEW thing where – Jericho playing off of you know the Meltzer the Meltzer article saying and, and Alvarez I got to put him in the mix of well they were eight hundred thousand viewers again but they did win the demo eighteen to thirty nine and I think that's worth like I don't care what the age range is you are still maintaining the same amount the same amount the last job I had. That's why we went under. We were not elevating. We just maintained for one thing. And I'm not saying that AEW is going out of business anytime soon. I am not saying that at all. But I'm saying you are still in kind of in the infancy phase of you need to work on gaining more viewers and not maintain the same amount. When Alvarez posts that every day, or you know, every every Thursday, whenever it is, AEW. 
850,000, NXT 660,000, you know, whatever. It's like, that's how, how does anybody, again, copy and paste. It's the same thing every damn week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And unless you're a hardcore fan, you're, you're not going to watch it, you know, like yes, these days. And you know, these days, you know, it's hard for people to people's attention spans are really low these days. Like it's hard to keep somebody's attention. Like if yeah. that character doesn't look good, like or if they're not doing very good good things in the match, or like the promo's boring, they're like, oh yeah, I don't care about this. You yeah, know, what's, but, the, but what's gonna make me care about you? Exactly, but that's the that's the main thing too. Perception. Perception. That's why I say you need to if you need to pick one guy, one guy or one gal and push them. Don't have everybody be like, oh, we're all of an equal, we're all inclusive. No, give me somebody that you view as a star and get them over. And, and not like, and like don't DJ, force them over. Get them and over. Like DJ has said before, we're like one star away from all these companies, you know, from you know going up. But it's them putting the effort to actually push that star. Well, who would you say like in W yeah, in WWE? I'll, I'll, I'll open this to you guys. In WWE, who who is your name me as quick as you can at the top of your head? Five five stars. I mean legit stars, not not the generic Michael Cole superstar lines. Everybody. Right off hand, I would say Roman, Roman. Drew, Brock, um uh, Becky, and oh, I, I just had someone in mind, I just forgot. But anyway, but just like, like to me, right. those mine, are the creme de la creme. Yeah, mine is Roman, Charlotte, Charlotte. That's um, what I'm thinking. Let's see. I had more, and they're gone now. Let me think a little bit longer. Anybody else got? I mean, anybody else got at least two? <laughs> I got at least three or four, but mine is Roman, Seth, Sasha. I got Seth in there. Yeah, because you know, Iowa boy. And uh, who also I put in there? Oh man. I'm trying to think of somebody else. I I mean, I would almost I would say that Bray's a star. But they barely like I don't know, like with his character sometimes, like But his but like Bray Bray is one of those guys you have to watch. You ain't maybe maybe put Orton up there. But like he's he's kind of, you know old star he's been around. We talking while. like uh are we talking like new age stars or just stars? Oh, you're talking new age just stars. stars and ju- yeah, I'm talking yeah. about yeah stars right now. Who who really oh. moves the needle? You I know, mean, for those, I would say that's your that's for, your core core guys. And maybe not for us, but in general, I think it's Brock. I still think overall it would Brock. be Brock. Overall, it definitely still, would be Brock. Yeah, I think people still pop for Brock and AJ. AJ is another one. I AJ Styles. There we go. AJ. Yes, AJ Styles. That's what I was thinking of. The thing about it with me is, like, again, I'm thinking who also is going to be the future of your company? Who is a star now, but who is also going to be the future of your company? I think, obviously, Roman. I, I think AJ. Because uh, he, I think he says, has a lot left in the tank. I think Seth. Um, I think Finn. We talked about it last night. He's top five in the business right now, period. Um, oh, Adam Cole. 
Yeah, and Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Five right. Yeah, I heard some like I heard some things like the reason why they're kind of trying to split Adam Cole from the UEs because they only want him to go to the main roster because they feel like the other guys won't be successful up there. But I'm like, what? Well, I, again, what is what is one thing that Vince always goes? He always goes back to the same same song and dance when it comes to a guy that we we the fans view as a star. Not and again, not just strictly work, not just strictly work. You know, character, promo, etc. Size. He always mm-hmm. goes back to that same stupid fucking. Well, I was just too small. Eddie got over. Benoit got over. Ray got over. But again, but they were they were perceived as stars. Daniel it's like Bryan. you you like you, you, Daniel Bryan. Thank you. Now, yes, we we the fans forced the issue. It's like to the point where it's like okay, we have to go with it, and it was one of the best WrestleMania moments ever. Now, yes, you can't shove them down your, you can't shove said person, whoever, down our throats. But there's a lot of times where, again, to me, one guy that it was just a gross misstep that I think you could have made tons of money for even before the pandemic, Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, looks like a million bucks is a freak. Can work literally with anybody. And also, I, I, all I, I you kinda, have to do is give him a mouthpiece. If you, if I you also, don't think you can cut a promo, I hate what they're doing with Cesaro and stuff. Like how on commentary, like, oh yeah, he's so underrated. No, you're. You well, guys are like. Go ahead. And again, a, a real quick point I want to make that kind of uh, that Adam just kind of hinted at. Managers. You used to have a ton of managers, and managers used to manage more than one person. The Heenan family, like take before the ninety, the you know the early nineties, you know the late eighties, for example. You know the guy is amazing in the ring and has charisma, but doesn't have the promo skills. Put a freaking manager with him. Wait, now that I'll uh, and I'll throw in one monkey wrench in there too. Paul Ellering, for old school fans. Hawk could talk, Animal could talk, and Paul Elring took everything those guys just said and put a nice little bow on top of it. Guys can still get themselves over by talking, but if you know of a guy, Casey beats this beats this drum forever, but it's valid. If a guy cannot cut a promo, give him a mouthpiece to get him over. Now, does anybody care about what Brock says? No, we want to hear from Paul Heyman. Yeah, and and there's certain guys, and we said it before. There's certain guys who just don't need to talk, and some of it's not because they can't. It's just they don't need to. Don't there's to. no need. We don't. We don't want to. I mean, for for what it's worth, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll go back. This Goldberg. Did anybody want to hear him talk? No. You wanted to see him have his thirty second matches. Well, and and you know, you even go back to Hogan didn't necessarily need a manager. But he had Jimmy Hart for a while there. A lot of guys that Jimmy Hart were with didn't necessarily need managers. But everyone remembers Jimmy Hart. Everyone remembers Bob uh, Brady. You know, like Jim Cornette too. They, they, yeah, exactly. You know, Jim Cornette. The million dollar man. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I want to come back is managers. I think it's a, it's a dying art that I that needs to come back. 
Sierra O'Malley, we're hiring you. You're, you're going to be like, the next big manager. I think in even I wish. <laughs> even when it comes down to like sometimes, and we were talking about this with Impact, I was talking to Justin about it. Sometimes you can pair superstars and have another superstar be your mouthpiece, and they still do their own thing. They don't do that enough either. Like with uh, with Shira and Rohit Raju, Rohit Raju is a great promo guy. Shira, he likes to dance. He likes to fun. That's about all I, I know like about the man. Like so <laughs> let Rohit cut his promos for him. But at the same time, Rohit doesn't have to be a manager per se. He can just talk for him. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's fine. Well, it's like it's like Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn can cut a promo if he needs to, but Road Dog was the promo guy. Road mm-hmm. Dog was the mic guy. Yeah, Enzo and Big Caps. Billy was the worker. Road Dog was the talker. That was, yeah. was it. Uh, uh, Rock and Roll Express. Ricky cut the promo. You know, Robert, you didn't ever want to fucking hear him. For one, he couldn't look into the camera. One was looking this way. The other eye was looking that way. <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he's looking into the camera, and over there he's staring at the betting machine. So he's looking at two things at once. <laughs> I thought I made you just speaking the betting machine. Anybody got a dollar? <laughs> oh, man. Um, any, any final thoughts, boys? Final thoughts on anything? Um, I, I want I I want the business to succeed. AEW, even though I don't watch for other reasons, and I'm it's it's irrelevant. I don't I don't watch it for my own reasons, but it doesn't mean that I don't want you to succeed because we need we need another stable company that will maybe I don't know how it hasn't happened yet, but eventually I think that will have to force WWE's hand to get better. And if those two are succeeding, that will bump impact. That will bump ROH. But the one thing that with with ROH that they've always maintained their own their their own line of thinking, their own integrity, and that's made them last for you know you know twenty some odd years. But but, but regardless, as much as the business you know frustrates me, like I understand in this climate, it's a, it's a new wave of fan. It's a new wave of what what fans are thinking but to me yes the business does evolve but the fundamental element of the of, of wrestling that that made me love it as a kid was was characters and believability now it's just circus soleil and nice cool or it's like having these hour having these hour-long matches and like Throwing a whole bunch of forearms, you know, throwing a whole, you know, throwing a whole bunch of suplexes or a whole bunch of one wing, one winged angels, if I can talk right now, or like you know, doing stab German suplex or you know, flippity dippity everywhere. V trigger. <laughs> but anyway, just just get get guys over. Don't it, not everything has to be 50-50 booking. Some people. In a shoot fight, sometimes guys lose in thirty seconds. You know, like get get that air of, of believability back. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and 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 like like Adam said, I you know for similar reasons, I do not watch AEW. Uh, we'll get into that because that's our own thing. 
But there's guys on there that I want to succeed. There's guys on there that deserve where they are. They deserve that spot. You know, I would never want to take that away from them. That doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to watch every, I, you know, I might watch their match. I might, you know, do that, but I'm not going to watch the show for our own personal reason. Um, but yeah, like I, I want, I want wrestling to succeed. I want it to, you know, I, it, I, I want the next generation to have the same love for it that I did. I want, I want, you know, and, and I've said this before. One of the reasons I got into pro wrestling is to, you know, give a kid that was, you know, a, a 10 year old kid, that feeling that I got when I was his age, you know, I want, you know, I want that, that feeling for, you know, the younger fans. Um, and, 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 you know, you mentioned uh, ring of honor a little bit. Ring of honor is one of those companies where I have always loved them. And I don't care. I don't care if they ever, I didn't care if they ever got up to the WWE status or the size of WWE because ring of honor knew what they knows, what they are and is good at what they are. They don't need to be, they don't need to be WWE. They don't need to be the biggest company in the world because they are, they are the best at what they know how to do. Um, and right now it's basically being a theater system for other. Companies. Yeah. But how many t-shirts t- do they sell? <laughs> Dan Housen, that's all I have to say. Dan Housen over there, I love Dan. I, I love him. I have I first saw him in Ohio years ago, and ever since he has been one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Dan Housen, he, he has one of the greatest gimmicks I have ever seen in my life. You know, with his teeth and stuff. Like, poor oh my god! Teeth. If you have not he watched Dan Housen. Just watch one of his promos, and you—it it is the greatest thing. It, ever. it cracks me um, up. He's—he's he's great, and he's a good worker too. He is. Um, yeah. I think him and Warhorse had a tag team for a while there. I don't know if they still do, but hmm. two of the best uh, gimmicks I've ever seen. I love them. Um, Besides the Man Scout, of course. I mean, obviously, uh, the Man Scout is the, uh, the greatest of all time. Um, I don't think Adam. Uh, I don't think Adam shares that. Um, I was like, I remember I saw him for the first time, and I was like, if WWE doesn't do this gimmick, I'm gonna be so sick. Come on, okay, listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, dude, hear me out, dude. I saw him live at WrestleCon one year and he was in a street fight and he used a tent as a weapon. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's only been one time someone used an inanimate object and popped me. Owen Hart got hit with a bag of popcorn from Mick Foley, and Owen sold it like he was shot. But it was on a house show. 
It should have been on Mania. <laughs> How do you get mad leaving a tent? Zip the door really fast. <laughs> Mitch Edward fans out there. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, have you ever been hit with a tent before, though? Come on. <laughs> Why? Tennis racket is the underrated uh, weapon, actually. That it is, because you can true. load it. You can load that bitch. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, nobody has any more final thoughts. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. You know, I I definitely agree with you guys. You know, I want the re- – hey, what's up, man? Hey, hi. Hi. You know, I went to you know wrestling business to succeed. I was, I was waving, you know, like I was waving down there. How come? How come yeah. nobody put uh, Otis on their list? Of <laughs> I got here, Otis. You gotta bring your Otis out. <laughs> yes, that's you know, the best. He's, Otis. He's to, the thing is, you notice he's starting to become bush wacky. <laughs> no, but I want the wrestling business to succeed. Like I want there to be more edginess and like more um not so watered down and doing the same thing, you know, on every single show. Cuz there's like only a few shows I watch a week. Like I don't watch Raw. I I watch Impact, I watch NXT, AW, um, I watch some New Japan here and there. You know, I, I have the network and stuff. And then I watch, uh, what is it? I watch oh, SmackDown wow. on Fridays. Sabre Jr. Sabre Jr. Cut out Bushy. Cut out Bushy. Tight if if anyone ever has them um as as a match, I I just I wanna I wanna call that match. Also, I, by the way, New you Japan, don't have to pay you don't have to pay me at all. I just I just want to be. I just want to. Also, wanna by the by the way, New New Japan, they have their own channel now on. Like, so if anybody has a Roku, like you can watch those. It's on the Roku channel, and it's for free. And they got like. They have Wrestle. They put up Wrestle Kingdom fourteen on there. Is it is it all matches from like two years ago? I think I think they're going to even put current matches on there also, but they haven't like put anything on there. I haven't checked yeah, it out. Them, I mean, them old matches though. I mean, is it is it free AJ and Shinsuke. It is free. Oh, it did be free. I mean, you can't free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Ninety nine cents. So it's on the Roku channel. Yeah, you got searching. And JPW, like New Japan Professional Wrestling. It should be up there. <laughs> oh. Real quick, I think Sarah was the was the heart of, of the video. Shout out to Sarah. Uh, always coming through. Always coming through. Oh, which um, yeah, But remember, remember. No, she just hearted the video. Us, oh. You're taking us to Mania. She is. She's taking, taking us, us to Mania. Mania. We're waiting. We're waiting uh, Mania 38. No, 37. No, 38. Oh, 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 shit. It is. It is on there. Oh, my boy. But, uh. Wrestle Kingdom 14 is on here. Okay. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, guys. Zach Sabre Jr. and Sonata. Go go find the best of of uh holy holy shit. 
The best of holy shit. Okay. Yes. The, the best, best of holy shit. Let me look. Let me look it up after this. Why can't? God damn it! Why can't I think of him? But the guy, the guy that does all the comedy matches, and he always blows, blows him and oh, does a roll up. Fuck. Oh, Toriano. Toriano. My God! How could I? Been? Like he when he when he grabs the, when he takes apart the ring pad or like the turnbuckle. Break! 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 I love Toriano. He's so I funny. Love yes. Yeah, I love him. Um, but because he's one of those guys you just remember, like you see him one time, you're like, yep. But that's when comedy that? is okay. That's yeah. When, I saw I saw him have a match with Cole Cabana on one on a Ring of Honor show where they had the crossover with them in New Japan, and it was great. It was entertaining. It, it, same thing. He took he, he he took he took a chair and. Colt goes out of the ring, whatever, though, and he goes, no means no! <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you look at Memorial Suzuki, like, you look like he's gonna, you know, beat your ass. You know, because because he you. probably will. That motherfucker yeah. was trained by Frank Gotch. That's, that's, I, the, not... same, that's the same way of, as being trained by a Terminator. I have to say, uh, I met uh, Tomohiro Ishii, and it was the scariest moment of my life and the happiest moment of my life. Like he's he's the most intimidating human being. I've and ever- he's like, and he's like this tall. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the stone pit bull for a reason. That, like I would not mess with that man. Also, <laughs> switch uh, switchblade Jay White. Yes, sir. amazing. Amazing, oh, no. seen seen him seen him live twice. At a like his show. the rise of it, the uh, like dang, we're getting on random topics right now. But the rise of Jay White over you know as him you know becoming the young lion, you know going on you know winning hit, New Japan Cup, winning the G One Climax. Him turning on Kenny when Kenny offered him the Bullet Club shirt, he puts it on and then looks to the crowd and does this and gives him the switchblade. Amazing, he gives him the Blade Runner. Yeah, yes. All right, all right. Next, next uh, episode, uh, top ten favorite uh, New Japan wrestlers of all time. Go. Okay. Um, Ishii will not be on my list. Anyway, what? Ishii is amazing, sir. You put some respect on his name. Everybody knows I hate Ishii. Everybody. Okada Everybody will not be on my list because he's on everybody's list. He must say, yeah. he better be on your list. <laughs> anyway. If you, you, I'll put, I'll you, put you on my list for, so Okada can be on yours. Jay White will not be on my list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye, uh, y'all. But uh, as always, if you want more craziness, discussion, laughter, wild things, you make my heart sing. Um, <laughs> if you want more of that, you can always see us. On Apple Podcasts, our exclusive Snapple Podcast. <laughs> our exclusive Snapple Podcast. Um, what, what was it? Anchor? Ankle. Ankle. Ankle Podcast. Anchor is a real thing. Ankle is not, okay? Um, but but you can listen to us there. Um, you just kind of like it's put the job store version of Anchor. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> and if you hate Facebook, you want to watch it on YouTube, go over there. If you hate YouTube, you want to watch it on Facebook. You know, you could vice the versa. But nonetheless, until next time, appreciate everybody for coming by. Uh, Rabbit uh, in his absence as well. Appreciate it. 
Um, appreciate Josh coming by late late here. Uh, appreciate it, Bingo. Um, <laughs> Sarah for the for the heart. Appreciate it and the WrestleMania trip. Appreciate you. Um, other than that, the other people that were here that didn't comment or like, so I don't know who you are, so I can't shout you out. But appreciate you anyway. We'll see I see WP thirty eight. WrestleMania thirty eight. We're going for for uh, Justin Adam who started us out. I probably should have let let him end us off, but nonetheless, Adam. I almost read the actual name. Casey, we will see you guys on the next The one. name is Dixie Normous. That, I believe it. Bye. His uh, name we'll is Dixie Wish Enormous. <laughs> see y'all. <ya. laughs>